Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm so excited. Are you? This is, I think, easily one of my favorite episodes. I want to say I'm a favorite because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, But I think if you win to the people about to listen to it, you will hear my fascination. Yeah, this one, I mean, you can say it's your favorite without hurting anyone's okay, feelings. Okay, this is my favorite. Given what you're, you're, the things you're very, very into. I was so interested to talk yeah. to. Greg Rivera is our guest today, for those of you who are like, what the hell's going on? He <laughs> runs, co-runs, basically his thing is a, a clothing label called Mishka. Yeah, urban streetwear. Streetwear cool kind of. Cool fucking art. But on like, he, his, the nice thing about Mishka, I've been wearing them for a while. They're super different. They stand out amongst uh, the group of streetwear companies, and I've always wanted to know how these companies get started, what it's like, how you go about that business, because I've just fa- been fascinated by it. Yeah. So even if you're not like a streetwear person, or you're you know you're not like too well versed in like the art world, this is just a cool episode about how the hell you take an idea that you like and make it a brand and decide to like yeah brand yeah. kind of decide to do your own thing especially with some something like this because this isn't like uh i'm i'm developing a, a new television or an yeah, app. No. it's not like technology or something it's like something that like a bunch of cool kids sat around yeah and we're like how do we make this and it's thing? about like how to keep it cool and also be successful and where's the line between what some may consider selling out and being true to your brand and being true to what you're doing it's yeah. fucking interesting that's where they're at now kinda. yeah it's like we're we're getting pretty big and some of our fans are like you guys aren't the same as yeah. you used to be you know yeah which is like kind of a cool place to be but um so yeah we'll keep this intro short because this is like it's a 90 minute episode and it's it's pretty Dude. i learned a lot it, Man. it was fun i love this um one. and you can follow greg at greg mishka mishka m-i-s-h-k-a on yeah. twitter and then i mean just google mishka and then it's all yeah. of it's gonna come up good instagram yeah uh, yeah great instagram he has like a couple of them that are mishka related um so yeah, enjoy this episode and let us know what you think because we this is one of our favorites. Kevin's by far. Take that, other guests. <laughs> Kevin hates you. Sorry. <laughs> um, and you know, re- review us, rate us, uh, subscribe to us, tell a friend. Every one of you, tell one friend. That'll double our followers and listeners. Yeah. It's that simple. It's that simple. Okay. Um, enjoy this one, you guys. Okay, um, so yeah, let, tell me about this agenda. Is it called Agenda? Agenda in okay. Long Beach. I went last year. I'd never been to anything like that. Yeah, it's um, it's a trade show for mostly kind of streetwear and action sports stuff. Right. And there was this bigger one down in San Diego called um, ASR, which okay. had been there for years. And they finally went out, they went out of business. And um, Agenda used to be in San Diego kind of at the same time. So like ASR had like all the huge brands and... Essentially, it was like every booth was trying to like outdo each other, right? And then Agenda was more for the smaller up and coming brands. But then, you know, what happens is a lot of times these trade shows get really big and they sort of lose touch with, you know, what, what they sort of started with, or they're kind of bought up by these bigger companies that are right. just sort of trying to make money. And um, you know, Agenda was more like kind of for the you know, <coughs> you know, the, the guys who had it owned brands and they wanted it to be like more of a welcoming and yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, we go there, we show our line, and then people, you know, the customers come and 
you know. So it's sort of just like a necessary evil. You have to do it. Having yeah, a brand. it's kind of you know, and it's funny because it's everyone's sitting around and saying how much they hate it and like trying to figure out alternatives. But right. Everyone still does it, so it's sort of this vicious cycle because as much as you like doing it, you're you're sort of stuck because then it's like oh, if you're not there the next time, then someone's like oh, what's what's going on? Like, I feel like the the street where genre is oftentimes like full of like rumors like that like oh rebel 8 wasn't here this year like what's going on like i remember when huff closed stores right it was like oh what's going on with huff and like new no one knew streetwear is a fascinating like thing to me yeah well yeah like huff is a perfect example because you know he you know he's like one of like when we for we started in 2003 and you know there was a finite amount of stores like we had no idea what we wanted to do. We, we really had no idea what to do but right. but there was a finite amount of stores that we wanted to be in and huff was one of them you know and um you know when he closed it was even for me i was like whoa like that's crazy and yeah. you know but but now you know well he put like marijuana leaf on socks and now he's like a millionaire you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. It's kind of crazy because, you know, I mean, it, 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 he, I mean, it's a little more than that, but, you know, it was more for him. I mean, it was strategic. You know, it, he really wanted to focus on the brand and putting it out there. And, you know, he came back bigger and stronger. So um, that yeah, sock it, thing. I mean, I, I noticed what the sock thing has done for Toy Machine. Yeah. And it's just it's like this new it's like, oh, you can just buy cooler socks. Everyone needs socks. So kids like, well, I could buy these cool ones. Well, that's the other crazy thing about streetwear. You know, I mean, it, we used to. When when things, I mean, we still do a little bit, but I mean, when we were when the when the brands were all a lot smaller and we all talked a lot more to each other and it was sort of you know this like a little. I mean, it's still a, it's still a pretty fun community, but it was like a lot tighter. Yeah, it was like every year we saw like a new trend, right? Like it was like um, like the all over print thing happened, right? Yeah, and then it was like the snapback. Yep. And, or no, that was like the it was the fitted, and then it was the all over print, and then it was like the snapback, and then then there was the year after that that everyone was gonna like get grown up, mm-hmm. and it was like chambray, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so like it'd be funny because like people would roll by and be like, "Yo, you got any chambray?" <laughs> like it's like this thing, like a new word they like learned. The new word. And, I didn't and, know what chambray was until that hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It became cool. Yeah, yeah until like Jay Crow was like chambray. Why don't it just looks like a denim shirt to me? Right. Exactly. So yeah. it was all these like weird, and then you know now it's. Now it's become like the whole sublimate, like everything has to be sublimated. So it's that, you know, full, like kind of, I mean, the only thing I could probably equate it to is like, you know, those shirts like you see like in the seven, like, like the, the shirts from the seventies where it was like the, you know, the three quarter sleeve and then the middle was like a photo of like a dirt biker. Yeah. So like that sort of like idea of, you know, it's basically they, they print, they have these like these like super expensive printers that that print these photos on paper and then it's essentially a heat transfer heat transfer yeah but it you, you print it like on a poly it's it's a you know to get the brightest you have to, it has to be like 100% poly but it basically you know you don't feel the print so yeah. it doesn't feel like those like it sinks in yeah it sinks in so it doesn't feel like those like 80s style shirts no and uh, that's like the big thing now, kind of. So you, you definitely see these weird, you know, trends. When I was at Agenda last year, I knew like all the surf companies looked identical. Like a lot of them looked really similar. They had these really refined modernist like logos, kind of, and it was very like clean, like all, like almost like Bauhaus looking. And then like the streetwear stuff was kind of all over the place. But you see these trends that just like and and again, chambray all, everywhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, agenda is interesting because you definitely, um, 
you know, there's every there's like every area now too. Like there's the streetwear area, and then I guess there was the urban area that I didn't know existed. Oh. But it's like there's a streetwear, there's the urban, there's the skate, there's the surf, there's yeah. the women's, there's the like. Um, Those are all like subgenres of streetwear. Or something? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because it's more like you know, it's it's like action. It's 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 called like it's sportswear and action sports and urban and street when they all kind of have their own thing and uh-huh. they all sort of fit in. It's 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 a bizarre. Oh, what? Who is that? My neighbor. Oh, they <laughs> like okay. want something. <laughs> yeah, they always want something. <laughs> That's like hilarious. who are those people? They uh, and they live what next they door? Want the air condition. They're why are they still standing in my yard? I don't care. Do you regularly have neighbors just come say hi? No, just her. They moved in like five months ago, and they're what's known as a busybody. That's it still happens. Yeah, she wants me to probably. Like, do sign they ever something. ask for sugar? <laughs> like that kind of shit. Can we borrow she some asked milk? Me to sign something for her pool. Why are they look? They're still in my driveway. No, I think they're leaving in the reflection. Oy. that was hilarious. What the hell, man? I mean, I guess it's like the difference between L.A. and New York. Like in New York, like it's like I try. We try to like avoid it, each other. Yeah, like, my neighbors. Like I try. Like. Like they, like sometimes I kind of like they don't even like I try to be nice though, and they'll walk in. I'll be like, "What floor are you on?" And then like they either won't say anything or just reach over and touch it. (laughs) And I'm just like, like they almost you you try not to make eye contact. How did I do with my just what's this motion called? The cross the neck, like you're cut, like cut, cut it. We're not. This is not happening now. (laughs) I feel like that was enough. She saw that we had microphones. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, she looked like she was definitely interrupting something. She was. Filming. She. It's all she does is interrupt things. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm really curious to know what it took to start a brand because everyone I, I I went to art school. I know a lot of guys who can draw, and every dude who can draw thinks like I should start a t-shirt brand. But there's a huge difference between how, like thinking you can do it and what it actually takes. It seems actually extremely difficult. And like, what, I'm curious, like, how did it start? How big yeah, were the I, orders I think, early on? You know, we got lucky probably because we were so ignorant and had no idea what we were doing. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, when we started, we started in, two, I moved I moved to New York in 2002. And I From met, where? I, I moved, I grew up in Central Florida. Okay. And, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's actually not so bad. Look, you got out. That's the most important thing. Everyone's like, you know, someone asked me like, from Florida, like, can you give me any advice? I'm like, leave Florida. Leave Florida, oh, right? yeah, 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 just leave Florida and you'll be fine. Like, yeah. go, go anywhere else besides Florida. But, um, you know, it, for so a little bit about what kind of how it happened for me was, you know, I got into punk rock when I was 15, kind of changed my life, you know, sort of changed just my perspective of the world. Um, and then sort of with, you know, going to college and Can then, I ask how it changed your perspective? Like why punk rock specifically? I mean, I think I think I you know, I think it just it just spoke to me in a more like I, I you know, in, in a lot of ways I think it also kinda gave me an identity where I maybe mm-hmm. didn't have one before and I was always kind of like a weird kid and I think it I think punk rock, especially in like the mid nineties, sort yeah. of attracted like kind of the weirdos and like yeah. kids who were sort of like didn't really know where they fit in yeah that was the comeback of punk too around yeah then. sort of the yeah. comeback of punk and kind of like the emo and like hardcore scene of like mm-hmm. you know sort of the screamo stuff like the kind of stuff that really you know and and that stuff sort of had a message like i didn't drink and i, I just like, never had like any like desire to drink or do drugs so like i kind of found out about the straight edge thing and i sort of identified with it yeah but not like the macho side of it more of like the dc era like you know like kill uh like there was it the 
kill your idols, like mm-hmm. like major th- uh, major threat, minor th- a major <laughs> yeah. threat, minor yeah. threat, yeah. like that kind of stuff where it was like, you know, um, you know, I sort of identify, and then I, I guess sort of this, the the whole like kind of political views of punk, like where you know it's sort of it was like the first time I started to question like sort of what was presented to me so as that skepticism, yeah, yeah like yeah. skepticism and things and. Actually, the hardest part for me is because I grew up super Christian, actually, in oh. Florida. And that was the hardest thing for me because punk rock, you know, it was sort of like anti-religion that as well. That bad religion logo. Yeah, you exactly. You were like, I love this band. My yeah. mom is going to be fucking pissed if well, I wear this I, shirt. I remember like the first time I got like like propagandi record, like I'd always skip past like the yeah. fuck religion songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. You know? But um, so and then kind of like when... You know, they got like when I start. I started college in '97, and it was like the first time I had the internet for real. Like I had, like I like lived on campus, and there was like a 24-hour computer lab, and I just like spent like every like like every like just I was like always in the computer lab, just like just on the internet. And um, so you know, then I started to get more interested in kind of like street art and street culture and things like that. And you know, Florida, especially Central Florida, is devoid of any yeah. sort of street culture. Who were you looking at at that time? Because that was a pretty interesting time for street art. Street yeah, culture. I mean, a lot of it was like Shepard Ferry, mm-hmm. like Obey, you know, because he was one of the first guys to have a website. And then, um, you know, you know, we hung out at Barnes and Noble back then. Yeah, and like you know, we would <laughs> I would hang out like you know I'd go to like the the um, you know. Uh, uh, magazine section or periodicals, you yeah. know, and uh, they they would have magazines like um, you know while you were sleeping, and yeah. like Mass Appeal and things like that. Mass Appeal was like that was one of the magazines where you're like oh you could open that magazine and find cool shit in there. Yeah, exactly. Well, pretty much everything, all those magazines, you yeah. could find really cool shit. And it was like I was like whoa whoa whoa. And so when I moved to New York in 2002, I mean I was just like blown away because you know there was just so much of it out there. There was so much great stuff. Um, it's like the internet come to life. Yeah, all the things you review. Also, on the that time in New York too, a life was like yeah, big. A life was still on or- on Orchard Street. Yeah, um, and that and I mean, dude, like that was seriously one of my favorite. Like like a life on Orchard Street, um, sir surplus on uh, Prince Street. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even like stores like Supreme and Union. I mean, I. I was just I, I, I you know the the craziest thing and and they're both like really good friends of mine now is the first time I went to A Life there was a show in the window by JK Five and Sucklord and they had done this show where they based where they took all these like um like seventies and eighties toys and then just like fucked them up like they had like the Boba Fett like nailed to the cross and yeah like all this crazy shit and I had, and I had actually kind of like started doing that kind of stuff in Florida and so like not on that level but i was like whoa like this is awesome like this is so rad like you know i'm like this is exactly where i'm supposed to be type thing and um it really like sort of started to like i identified it like immediately Mm -hmm. the clothing thing was weird for me because i you know again like i was so used to either just screening my own tees or like shopping at thrift stores or if you'd go see a band play like especially like punk bands like around that time it was like you know, they would just hand out shirts or like mm-hmm. they'd be like five bucks or something. So this idea of spending thirty, forty dollars to me was so foreign. But then like some of the shit was so rad and I would and then and also too, you know, it was like I would put it on and then I'd go back to Florida to visit my friends and everyone would like freak out and be like, Oh my God, what's that shirt? Yeah. And, you know, and there was a sense of like finding something again that was like new and amazing and you know, you started to find out about the people that ran these brands, you know, like 
and realized that, you know, they were artists and creatives and what they were doing was different. And, um, I, uh, I met my business partner, Michael, um, around the same time. And, um, we actually met, we were on this message board together. It was called lipstick and cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was an offshoot of makeout club, Mm -hmm. oddly enough. And, um, we just would always have this like night that we would like everybody from like the New York message board would meet at this bar on Friday nights. And I met Mike there and then we just started talking about streetwear and stuff because he had grown up in New York. And so he had been around it and we would, you know, swap stories and things and be like, oh, have you gone to Sir? They got this new shirt. Da, da, da. And, um, just after a while we were kind of like, the biggest thing for us is like, we were both like, Mike, my partner Mike was like a huge hip hop guy, but he was like way more into like indie rock and like noise and things. And same with me. And we liked when they would sort of take references from sort of that part of the culture, or like take references from like horror movies or things that right. we were into. And then it was sort of like, well, why don't we just do it ourselves? Like, why don't we do the shirts that we wish that our favorite brands would do? And that's sort of how it started. But we had no clue of really what to do. And like I was saying earlier about Huff, I mean, we only had a finite amount of stores. We had no sort of clue that we were even starting a business. I think we just, (laughs) you know, I think we just thought we were just designing shirts. And then, you know, as time went on, we and, you know, we started to meet people. We were like, oh, okay, there's a whole industry and there's this whole there's like trade shows and, you know, then and then, you know, sort of concept of opening a store or or all that stuff. How did you pick the name? Um, the name is, my, my partner came up with it. He's Russian. Yeah. So, um, Mishka is, uh, he just thought it sounded like exotic. He just thought it'd be a cool name. To me, name. It, it, it's, when I think about it in the streetwear world, it does stand out. It's very different than yeah. a lot of the other. It just is. It just, you're like, oh, this feels different to me. You're like, is it the person? And also I watched this thing about Huff and they were like, it's gotta be your name. Yeah. But like, it's a smarter and just like it's not, it doesn't feel like it's trying to be cool. It just is. It's not. Right. It just is. It's like it feels more like almost authentic. Yeah. Well, it, and it is in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, and I've, you know, I've thought about it a lot over the years because I've just kind of like, you know, it, it's 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 interesting because it is Russian, and I'm not Russian. I don't, you know, I have no like nothing to identify with, right. but. You know, and that and that context of of just it being different and weird. You know, I I'm sort of um, I'm, I like it, and yeah. You know, my partner like he just thought that it you know it, it worked, and it, it, it's um, you know, I'm kind of we're kind of stuck with it now, but it's sort of <laughs> you know, it's it's the hardest thing obviously is because it's you know it's written in Cyrillic, it's not yeah. written in English, so yeah. you know we've had like. Um, Ruka had that problem too. It's like, well, we make the U a V. Right. So when you look for it on the internet, you were like, well, how do I spell it? Yeah. yeah. So now people call it Minwaka or Manwalker. Yeah. All these oh, really? Things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I, but I feel like at a certain point, though, right? Like people know what it is. Yeah. You know, and then it's you know, yeah, the kinda... brand becomes so strong that they just when they see the logo, they just know that it's Michigan. yeah. No one yeah. says Rivka anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. People used to say Arvika. Yeah. They used yeah. To say that. <laughs> How, I mean, when you first start, like, I'm talking, like, when you guys first started to start, like, just even doing t-shirts, how, like, small was it? Like, how big were the runs? Because when I, when I first started noticing these brands and the t-shirts, what stood out to me was this printing is really good. Like, you know, A-Life and Supreme and people like that was like, this printing's better than normal printing, and the t-shirts are better than normal t-shirts. So I was like, okay, I get why these are 30 bucks. But as far as, like, wanting to start a brand, 
It'd be like, it seems difficult and like expensive. You can't just fuck around and make a whatever t-shirt. Yeah, well, you know, the weird, the crazy thing was, was we, um, we all use the same printer in New York and some of the guys still do. And That's amazing. Yeah, it, well, the amazing thing was, was actually these guys are like mobsters. I mean, I'm not, hopefully I'm not like saying too much, but like <laughs> yeah. the guy's, the guy's dad was actually like, like killed by like John Gotti. It's like right. this whole crazy thing, Whoa. right? But they sort of run the business like that. But then at the same time, the owner, he's like this, like, you know, like super famous mobster's son, but he's like into all this crazy art and music. And he actually, wow. he, he would always, he won this award. Like the, it's, it's called, there's like actually, there's actually an award in screen printing called the Golden Squeegee. Oh shit. And he's like won it. <laughs> and, uh, you Why know. Why am I not at this ceremony? Yeah. Well, and you know the crazy, right? So he would, he would, it was actually kind of amazing. And it was, it was amazing and weird because, you know, you'd go in there and the guy would keep you there for like three hours, right? And then you'd leave and he'd be like, you know, you need to, you need to bring back like two grand cash right now or I'm not doing your job. <laughs> Like it was like totally insane, yeah. but while you were there, you know, you, he would like when um I don't know if you remember like I don't think it actually I think it actually didn't get to come out, but like when Supreme did the Elmo, it was like mm-hmm. Raekwon and like yeah. um whatever it was like Ray who was it, it was uh it's in the book yeah Raekwon and uh, whatever like holding like the the Uzi to the Elmo yeah. and uh, they couldn't put it out because I think like whatever because of Sesame Street, but like. Listening to this guy talk about, you know, it was like, I think it was like 18 screens, which is like insane, you know, like he would, he's like, yeah, bro, you know, like one, you know, if it was like a a screen printer, like they would use like one green, I do like three greens. So he would like, you know, this whole concept of like four color process where you think it's just four colors, he would push it as far as he he could separate the living shit out of it. Separate it. And he would do it himself. I mean, he he, he is a genius. And, um, oh. you know, he just, he, his quality is so good. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, but it just got expensive. And like I said, you know, it's kind of hard because just the way he does business is, you know, I mean, he, like they're, they do, they do great work, but it's just, you know, it was just kind of hard working with them. But that also was from the beginning, one of the hard things for us was because, once we actually started getting into the whole wholesale business and things, I mean, you know, you're paying sometimes 30, 40% more for a shirt than from another screen printer. But then it was so hard for so long because, like, you know, the quality was so good. Yeah. And um, that was a, you know, that, that was a selling point, you know, for, for the brands, especially when they first started. Yeah. You and, could feel uh, it. Yeah, no. and and plus they would do super small runs. I mean, we would like you know we would do fifty pieces, a hundred pieces, yeah. and you know they would be these amazing you know twelve, fourteen screen graphics, and then you know you would touch it and it would feel you couldn't even feel the ink, and it really was because this company just their technique was just so amazing. And in the beginning, is that kind of is is that was it hard in that you had like you do a run of fifty, so it was like you need to sell literally every single one to kind of like have the money to do the next thing it was very just like one to the next to the next yeah it was exactly like that i mean we we literally had to take all the money we made and put it right back into yeah. it so yeah. that's what it seemed that's what from an outsider's perspective having a brand is it look can look like there's a lot of money being made but you're putting just almost all of it back in all the time yeah especially like when you're starting and when it's a super specific thing right yeah i mean Exactly, and and also too, there was a there was a limited amount of stores that we could sell yeah, to. So yeah. you know, we had to really, um, 
you know, yeah, it was it wasn't easy. I mean, and, and and fortunately, I mean, I think the thing that stood out was just that because of our graphics were just so intense and so different than what was out there. That's what the, your your graphics and your just visual presence are super different. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I have always noticed about them. And it was like I almost see other brands. It's like not like trying to like steal what you're doing, but like they kind of aimed at that. Like we're going to be super weird. And it's like yeah, but not really. Whereas like you're kind of like weirdo vibe it was like oh no they're doing it like that's what that that's what that is like they're sort of nailing it yeah we've seen and it's funny because i i mean i definitely saw that you know we were we are and have always been the weirdos you know of streetwear and we've just continued doing what we've done and and you know we definitely saw it change where it was cool to be a weirdo and so that you know that's definitely you know it's obviously more people are doing things and you know it, it it's but I think because we've always been different, it's, you know, people expect us to be different. And, you know, it's a bit of a blessing and a curse because, you know, 10 years later, you know, I'm watching guys that started when I did buy Ferraris, you know, and I'm just kind of like still like, you know, like, (laughs) can I borrow, you know, 10 bucks, you know, like, it's like that punk rock thing, you know, like you're, yeah, kind of. (laughs) But when I think about that, because I, you know, you know, it's the same thing and you're like, look at, I mean, Diamond. It's yeah, massive. Yeah, you put a diamond on a thing like they they're making fucking money over there. Yeah, but I almost a lot of times I think it's like you'll make the same amount just spread out over a much longer period. You either yeah. get it super fast or like it's spread out. But like you're the thing I notice about Mishka is it doesn't seem to, for me. I don't notice it getting hated on a lot. No, yeah. I mean, we, whereas if you go on like, because I'll look at a thing on Hype Beast, it'll be right. a new release. You'll go to the comment section. It's just a dumb. You're like, what is this even? The guys are real mad at t shirts right now. <laughs> yeah. But like, you don't, when your releases come out, you don't just like love this brand, fucking cool as usual. Yeah, well, rec- I mean, recently though, I was, we've been getting like some hate, but I'm kind of like excited. From who? Because Where's it just, coming well, from? Well, no, I don't know, but like, you know, it's like, I, I mean, but I encourage people. I'm like, you know, like I actually got it interviewed like by uh, Hypebeast or and they were like, Do you have anything to say to Hypebeast community? I'm like, I'm like, please, as soon as if, if Hypebeast ever posts something like, that, please like call me a faggot. Say that I like <laughs> suck dick, you know. Like I want you to say the most like vile, awful things. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious. Like yeah. you know, I, I just think internet trolling and it like I am super like confused by it because like <laughs> I don't ever have any desire to like sit on a computer and like badmouth anybody. Yeah. And it's like people just like get off on it and I don't get it. It's weird. It is. Yeah, it's, it's totally like weird. 30% actual dislike of something and then 70% you're bored and you have no life. Yeah. Like so I almost feel sorry for these people. Like I'm like, wow. Who like do you think in that industry catches the most hate? Um, Supreme just because they're kind of the benchmark. No, I don't know anymore. Like, I think at a certain time that I could have said that, but I think now I don't really know who really. I see a lot of people it. seem to have problem with the hundreds. Yeah, I think people have problems with the hundreds just because, you know. I mean, I, re- I I'm not really going to get into that too much, but right. yeah, I mean, I have you know, but um, you know, the thing about the hundreds is they. You know they've actually. You know they. The, the, it's you know the thing about the hundreds is they've always and I you know I, I know them personally and I know that they've always looked at their company as a business mm-hmm. and that I think has you know they've had to make some decisions that you know I think what I think a lot of the hate to the hundreds comes is the fact that they made a lot of the decisions they were, they made were purely business decisions right and 
it's really hard when you're like a lifestyle brand and especially when you do something and you can look at it and say, okay, well that was a business decision, but like a kid could look at it and say like, that's like fucked up that you're doing that. But then if you look at it as far as business, you're like, wow, that's really genius, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think that's where there's a lot of, that's where there might be a lot of hate because, you know, I just think that they're very calculated and, you know, I mean, and, and somebody, you know, who's like, who's like, me, you know, someone who might be doing something is like, I'm real. I'm really doing this. It's like, well, yeah, you're doing it, doing a really bad job at it. Too. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not, you know, I mean, like, you know, but you know, there's that idea of like, you know, yeah, well, you can't like pay for respect and you have to like earn it and you have to like, you know, and it's, it's almost better to be that way. And, um, but, but I think, you know, like th- those guys have a really good business and I think that they're really, you know, I mean, they're doing their thing and it's like, uh, you know, now it's harder too because we're, all, you know, I mean, we've all seen the industry go. I mean, it's like anything, you know, after like 2008, it's like 2009, you know, seeing, you know, I mean, any kind of like fashion entertainment, like any it sort of dropped, like, arti- yeah. you know, every, it like really affected everybody. And, yeah. you know, I think at a certain point, everybody's sort of like just trying to survive and like don't really have time to like really be concerned about the hate, you know, the stuff. I mean, if anything, I'm just like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I encourage the hate only because I'm like, well, maybe I'll finally like make some money, you know, because I feel like if people if there's like a conversation happening. Yeah. No like I feel like if is. people like you, then, you know, you're you can stay cool, but like you're going to be broke. And I feel like mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you if you have people hating, that means you're kind of doing something different and right. You know, like we're trying to, you know, I spent a lot of time this year visiting, you know, Zoomies, which is like this giant mall chain, they right, have like yeah. over 500 stores. And, um, you know, I've sort of made it my quest to go to as many as I can this year. And I've, I went to two today and I've been to like over 60 of them. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I haven't been to the mall this much ever, like in my entire life. It's Where are the crazy. ones in LA? Um, I went to just one in like Culver City okay. and then one in like Redondo Beach, but they're like, they're not like in LA proper. They're all kind of like in the outskirts and they're like in malls. Right. But what I've kind of learned from this store in particular, like they have this really amazing, incentive program and they call it the 100k so at the end of the year all the managers who sell over $100,000 are invited to this three-day sort of pep rally in Colorado and they get to go snowboarding and they invite all the like brand owners out so the first year I went like they had um you know like Dead Mouse played and like Odd Future performed and you know, like Vern Troyer was there for some reason. But <laughs> he wasn't invited. He was just there. <laughs> <laughs> Pharrell and like all these like yeah. amazing people. And it's like, you know, you just, all the branders get up there and say something, get to like hang out and party. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's sort of like this incentive for people to like, for these kids to do well. And, and the more that I've gone to these stores, the more I realize like most of these kids are super like, they're, you know, they consider themselves like a family and like, all the brands are actually in the store are pretty cool and they actually care about it. And it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's like, for me, it's like, you know, I, it's like, obviously we want to do more business and, and it's also like for you, it's like, I feel like I consider ourselves artists and I want to get my art out there. Yeah. So the more people that get into Mishka, you know, I feel like, and like buy a shirt and look at our tag and see our website can go and kind of check out what we're doing, go yeah. to our stores and see that we're more than just, a clothing brand and more than just a t-shirt so for me it's like the logical step in the direction you know and also you know being an adult it's like i'm 35 years old like what am i gonna you know I'm, I'm, i can't like just be like you know start you know struggling to sell t-shirts and not that i'm struggling but it's just like 
things have to sort of like grow and go beyond. You That's know, what I are. think seems difficult is you do have to grow as a brand and there's only a finite pl- number of places to grow. Right. And some of those are Zoomies or Tillies or places like that. And you see skate companies struggle with that as you watch them be like, do we want to be in this store? But they have a lot of stores. They sell a lot of our shit like Pacific Sun where like I know America struggles with that. Like we want to sell lots of shoes, but it's it must be it must be hard to find a criteria in your head with your brand. Like, okay, where do I feel like I'm just furthering my brand? And like, how do you draw that line? Is it, does it come down to like, I'll only sell particular types of my product in that, those stores? Not, not really because, or do they order specific stuff? Cause they, they know order what specific stuff. I mean, some, you know, what I've learned over the years is you kind of like sort of have to self tier yourself. Like, you're, or not that you do it, but your line almost becomes tiered by itself because, right. Not every store is going to buy like a two hundred dollar jacket or something. Right, two hundred dollar jacket. And if we want to make something that's a little more, you know, expensive, like not everyone's going to buy it. And yeah, we're doing you know exclusive things for Zoomies, but you know, I've always I've always thought like as long as my partner and I are are running are you know involved in the brand. I mean, I always feel like it's going to be, you know. I, I feel like it's going to be true. It's going to be like unique and it's going to be what we, what we want to do. Like obviously as we get older, we might not wear everything. We might not, you know, like, I mean, we throw our eyeball on everything at this point and it's like, (laughs) you know, we don't, I might at one point say like, well, I'm not going to wear that. But, you know, I think we also try to look to what we think our customer would like. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, there's kind of like no limit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm never really too concerned. Like I said, I mean, we still, you know, as much as like I have to be conscious of, let's say, things now where maybe we first started, like I wouldn't care. I would flip any logo and not care. And now it's like we get cease and desist and we have to deal with our lawyer and all this shit. And I'm just like, do I really want to deal with that? Yeah. And so that's where maybe I come in and say, like, we're not doing that. Yeah. You know, like, um, and it's kind of, you know, I kind of feel like, a dick sometimes but I'm just like I'm just not I'm not doing it I'm not dealing with it and I also think I'm like we're more creative than that yeah. like we're more creative than just to flip a logo like you know like you can be inspired you can take things you can redraw it and you could just do your own new thing like why just you know like take a logo and put Mishka in it and it's just like to me it's not it's not even that cool anymore it's like it's been I mean it just in note paying attention to that stuff for a long time it has like become you you can now you're like oh that's took you five minutes an illustrator like what's yeah. an example of that taking a logo and flipping it, I mean like for instance like you know something that they were working on was they took like the Harley Davidson logo yeah and had it say like Death Adders like Mishka or something and I was like yeah you know it's like I don't want to deal with like. And like everyone thinks they're like like a legal like scholar, they're like no like par- like <laughs> no there's this whole parody thing and you have to just change forty percent. It's like none of that's true. It's all like, I mean like that's the, what I've been told. Yeah, it's it's kind of true, but like the the it's based on like is like if it's funny, mm-hmm. that's really where the parody comes. Is like it's if it's funny, and that's huh. mo- that's more about what it is. Than if you're just like changing the graphic like a certain amount, and 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 the reality is is like you know we did like for instance we had thing recently because we have we we have death on all our stuff because our comp- our actual company name is Death Adders and that's like our team like our mascot and stuff and so a lot of the things that we make says death on it right kind of to be shocking because sometimes people get really offended for some reason when they just see like a hat that says death like how can you wear that like i have that shirt of yours with the the bear and then it says death in big letters right and the 
the the the comment has shifted from like, whoa, that's cool. What does that mean to? Because now lately that band death. Oh, okay. That's come back. There was yeah. a documentary called Death. I named the documentary. No big deal. Did you really? <laughs> My friend Jerry produced it. My friend oh, wow. Turtle from Entourage, he was the producer. Okay. Oh, the, crazy. The I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's cool. So now people are like, is that a death shirt? I'm like, well, I mean, it says it on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now they're thinking it's that. Right. So, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about, about the death <laughs> part. I forgot what my point Just was. Just flipping logos and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Logos. So, I still don't remember. It was like flipping logos. Cease and desist, stuff that's not worth it. We can be more creative. It being funny, parodies. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. the last thing. Yeah. I don't remember anymore. Nice. I don't remember what my point was about it. <laughs> How big is your kind of art department? Because I noticed I follow the guy, Lamore Supreme. Yeah. Oh, cool. That guy draw his fucking ass off. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah. That dude's the one who's like, he can draw anything. You're like, hey, I need this. And he just like can do it. No. And you know, even beyond that, he can even draw like, like he can literally draw anything. Like any style, yeah. any kind of... He posted a thing he did, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing. I think he did back in the day, like a comic book. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, you're serious. No, like, I don't know. Like, the best, the craziest thing to me was, like, a couple years ago, he, um, like, we do a lot of stuff with Mad Decent. Uh-huh. And he had done um, these two major laser graphics where it was, like, he did, like, ma- he did like major laser as, like, gizmo, and it was, like, perfect. Yeah. Right. And then he did, like, a rendition of major laser if he was, like, a real person. And it was, like spot on like a graphite like pencil yeah and, yeah he's i mean he's a genius i mean it's it's all he's like one of my best friends now and like help i, I you know help, i may help manage him and like him and his art because he's just like you know it's, it's getting to a point where he's just getting like so much work and mm-hmm. um it's also been awesome too because we've never mishka's even though like i'm an artist my partner's an artist like we don't really you know it, Mishka has been more of this collective of artists, yeah. but Lamore was an artist that actually has really become to define the brand a lot. And we can sort of, you know, bring him to an event. He could live paint, yeah. you know, do things like that. And it's been really helpful for us. Yeah. I mean, he's really something. Yeah. And is it like, is it, do you find it really hard? In your experience, you find that there's a lot of people out there that are great that you want to use, or is it, there's actually less really great people out there than you'd think? No, I mean, there's a lot of amazing people. I just think, it's figuring out how it works within our brand. Right. You know, I know you're asking me about how many people we had on staff. Like we have, like we have like, you know, we try to get people that can do like use like layout tech packs and use illustrator. But we also have a couple guys that are just amazing illustrators that can just do whatever. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, we try to do a lot more in house at this point. Yeah. Just because, I mean, one, it's like, we're not, we're, we're big. We're not that big. So, and we, we can't have, you know, we don't, we do use outside illustrators, but it's more so if we have a sort of concept in mind, we're like, yeah. oh, this guy would do this really well. Mm-hmm. But we're not um, necessarily like always trying to look. And, it, and, it's, and it's hard now, too, because I think like anything else, I mean, you know, it's, it's become so easy to manipulate images and draw digitally yeah. that so many people can sort of do shit that's sort of cool, but... It's not quite, you it's know. Not quite there. Well, yeah. I had to learn. I didn't. I don't know how to do that stuff well at all. I had to learn Illustrator to do some skate designs, and one, while learning it, I learned two things. There are people that are amazing at it, and there are some fucking hacks out there. Sure. Where I was like, oh my god, that's all you. Oh my god, that's all you do. That yeah. to the layman would look cool. Yeah, that like, oh, yeah. they do yeah. that, in the, and, and it's like, oh, that takes ten seconds. Yeah. It just like, and you're like, oh, there's some really, pe- there's people out there that are truly great at it. Yeah. 
but and 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 some real some real laziness out there. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's still I mean, there's still a ton of amazing artists that we're always, um, you know, we're always looking for new artists yeah. and new people, and you know, it's sometimes it's people that we either admire and then we end up like working with them, or you know, I mean, Instagram has been amazing mm-hmm. for that. I mean. I, I mean, I love it. I think it's like, it's, I mean, I've been, you know, I, I find out about new artists all the time and it's like, it's awesome because, you know, you just find somebody and then, you know, it's all of a sudden they're doing something for you and it's, yeah. it's a cool time right That's now. That's what's actually. great about that thing is you can get these artists. You can be like, hey, do you want to do something? And they're like, yes. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And, and that's something I always like try to think about. Like, I'm in an amazing position right now where we can do that. Cause people are like, whoa, really? You want us to do something for Michigan? I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, like. Of course, like it's. I think your stuff's awesome, and you know that 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 you know at the end, it's. I'm actually in a. It's weird because I'm like in a weird. I'm like like right now in the past like six. I was like kind of like a year ago. This is getting kind of like emotional, but like I was like in a really dark place. Like shit was just like really hard, and things are really hard right. Like they're not like easy, but it's like over the past six months, like things have been getting a lot better, and it's like. That kind of shit really keeps me going. Business-wise, or like there's some stuff in your personal life? That- uh, not really much personal, but just more of the business stuff. I mean, okay. it's like it's all my personal life now. You know what I right. mean? Like business and personal of life. The same was, it, was that to do with store, opening stores? It was with opening stores. It was just with the, you know, the way the economy is and yeah. sort of how... Have you noticed it getting better? Like the, how the economy has started improving since 08 or 09? Yeah. Has it been better for business? You know what's what's better? I think is what's better. What's been better for us is sort of reacting to sort of the culture of what's been going on. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a pretty intense conversation with another brand owner who was just like, you know, um, CCS just closed, like California Cheapskates, which I didn't is even like know that holy shit. Yeah, so that's and they're like they were like an institution. They've I been mean, around for decades. Yeah, forever. Wow. And uh, you know, they were recently bought by Foot Locker a few years ago. Uh huh. And um. Yeah, my friend was like, like I thought he was gonna cry. He's like, yeah, like he's like, you know, they went out, and then it's like, what happens is like these companies. I mean, you know, I, I can only guess. I mean, I can only guess the amount. It must have been. I mean, it could have been a million dollars. It could have been half a million. You know, I mean, it's it was enough money to like sort of really, you know, it, it hits a small brand. And I mean, and and it's like these kind of guys. Once you get in with them, I mean, you're like on a monthly program. I mean, you you could be doing hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars a month. Um, you know, millions a month with some of these guys and for them and you know, you might, and then, and then of course you're giving them terms, you're giving them 30, 60 day terms because they're fucking billion dollar company, you know, or whatever, 400, you know, maybe half a billion. And then you're giving these guys terms, but you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And then they just go out of business and, um, you know, so we've had, that, that happened to us with Karma Loop. I mean, Car- we were doing about a million dollars a year with Karma Loop and, you know that it, it just like so they just stopped paying their bills. And, yeah, you know, I'm well, not trying to talk shit about Karma Loop, but you know, I mean, it was like it was a big hit for us because it was all of a sudden like lost a million dollars, and uh, that's what that Pack Sun like stopped carrying shoes for a minute. Yeah, and, like a lot of brands were like, oh shit! Like I remember, America was like that was like thirty percent of their business. Yeah, something huge like that. Wow. So one thing that we've done recently is we're really trying to react to the market. Especially one thing that's been curious, and I'm kind of giving away some of our secrets, but everyone kind of knows. Um, you know, the one thing about the internet, especially with fashion and like our industry, is you know if you think about it, right? Like all the amazing, like you know, so many amazing people come from everywhere else to like L.A. or New York, right? And then that's where they're discovered. So you have some like 
crazy fashion designer from like Kansas that moves to New York and gets in the scene and does this. Well, now that same like person, that same like 19 year old girl or boy in Kansas can make a Tumblr. Yeah. And or make a web store and yeah. all of a sudden they're like they're making more money than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're creating this scene and you know the and then our and that the new generation is like so obsessed with the internet and buying and, and shopping and, and creating and communicating that you know, you might that that idea then also all of a sudden takes off like this. Yeah. Where it used to be like, okay, it's popular in New York and LA and then it takes a long time for it to get to the middle of the country. But that's like changing a lot. Oh. And it's like you see and and you really starting to see the reaction like in the major department stores. Like not just it used to be where it's like I mean, and you still see it to a to a point. I mean, you know, you leave New York and LA and you go to like middle America and the scene is different, but then you know, you also see a lot of the same thing, especially with like, you know, all these mall stores carrying like some of the coolest independent brands, you know? And then you see like the trends, you see things like things come so quickly. So that was one thing that we struggled with were and a lot of guys are struggling with is that you design something to come out in a year, but it's popular right now. Yeah. And so by the time it comes out, it's like there's a hundred other things on the market like yeah. yours. You know, like I went to malls today and there's just like racks of like all over print tank tops. Yeah. Just right. like on sale, like, and like 20 bucks. Eyeball and, stuff. What's I mean, that? I end stuff with eyeballs. Yeah, stuff with eyeballs, but I mean, just, you know, after a while when you, you know, you have people following a brand, but thinking just from like, you know, a, like sort of like style wise, when you're thinking like a ma- like a more mass market, I mean, even like women's, you know, like we're, we're actually going to start exploring doing more women's because, right. you know, you go, like we went into like a Tilly's today and you look at the wall and you're like, none of this shit is that, I mean, I mean, I'm, I can only imagine for a woman, you look at it, none of that shit's that unique. Like, you go to Forever 21 or an H&M yeah, and probably get something that's actually more stylish. Yeah. Because the shit that's on the wall there, they probably ordered like six months ago mm-hmm. or like eight months ago. And it's like not really what people are buying right now. Well, and you, what Forever 21 and like uh, Zara and those companies do is like flash fashion where they'll like they'll have something out on the racks for like a month or two and it's so cheaply made, they can sell it for dirt cheap, and then they can get rid of it in two months and have the next newest flash trend that's out there, and they can just keep cycling over and over because they have that money. Like they're able to just produce like a ton of very, very cool, cheap shit that's popular for that season or even half of that season, and then it's out the door, and they can bring in the next new cool thing, as where stores like Tilly's aren't as trendy, and right. they're not able to do it. Yeah, but I think they're gonna. I think everyone's gonna have to start catching up to it. Right. Why do you have to give people? Why do the designs have to be shown to the buyers so far in advance? Um, it's just sort of because it's kind of creating a schedule. You yeah, know, you have to kind of, you know, there's there's still the seasons. There's still the spring, summer, fall, winter kind of right. seasons that you have to kind of follow, yeah. and you know. And you have to look at certain dates and like back, you know, right now it's back to school and, yeah. you know, there's, you know, one of the, well, I didn't, I, I never realized this, but you know, one of the biggest shop, you know, one of the biggest shopping times is Valentine's Day. Okay. You know, that's one of the biggest shopping seasons, you yeah. know, and it's, it's, you sort of have to kind of like, I mean, I it's not as big as like, you know, Black Christmas, Friday, you know, Christmas yeah. and stuff, but it's, it's a pretty huge time. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, you have to kind of, you know, right now it's like a delicate balance because one thing that's amazing about Mishka is we have such an amazing fan base. And, yeah, people you know, are geeked on you. Yeah, we have like a, this like very like rabid like fan base and it's amazing. And, you know, I think there's a mixture of like having needing to survive and grow, but then also try to like keep that. You know, that's keep the fan what happy. seems to me to be difficult. It is, yeah. And do you do you almost feel like it would serve to be like honest with your fans about it? To be like, hey, this is like, I because that's why I know like on the hundreds they'll he'll just do these like long essays about the business and why they do and it almost explain why everything. Yeah, which I think kind of ruins some of the mystery about it or whatever. It makes it feel a lot businessy, but like almost like being honest about your brand and how things work. Do you think that would serve you in any way with your fans? Yeah, I think in a way. I think so. I mean, I try to be as honest as possible. I mean, sometimes I got, you know, I'd get yelled at because on my Twitter, I'd get like really like aggro and like start talking like shit and like being like, this is how it really is. But um, I mean, I think it's a mixture. I think some people like they want the fantasy, you know, and they want to just like think everything's cool. And, you know, and and then honestly, like that's what I kind of want to give them. You know what I mean? Like it's like you kind of want people just to sort of like see the good stuff yeah and you know like with the whole zoomies things for instance for as many like let's say i post and it doesn't happen as much anymore actually but when i first started posting zoomies you know there'd be more people and like kids that i'd recognize as like i'd be like oh like i might not know the kid but i'm like this this kid's been like commenting on my twitter or like <laughs> instagram for like a while yeah and so he's obviously a fan, but I'm not. No, he's not the guy saying the negative stuff. He he's oh, okay. like defending me. Yeah, of like some idiot who I have no fuck, you know, who I have no fucking clue who they are. Yeah. And it's more so the kids who have been the fans for a while. They totally fucking get it. Like they're not stupid. Like they understand the fact that like we need to grow and change. Yeah, or have just said like, you know, I mean, actually the biggest <laughs> the biggest like hate that we that was actually the funniest. I mean, was uh, we did like a collab with Twisted. Okay. Which was like they're like uh you know the whole like they're like a juggalo band yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And like some kid was like I've just I'm gonna take my five years of Mishka that I've bought and like burn it now and stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, Wow, that's pretty I mean there is a lot of juggalo hate out there, but I was oh, like, yeah. that's, But that's almost the thing is like when the hate gets to like such a critical match, you're like, Well, this is getting kinda of funny. Yeah. Like yeah. which means it may be try it may be time to do a fucking juggalo shirt. You're like, yeah, exactly. hey, like this is getting so funny, we may it may be time. Like yeah. that's the thing, is that's yeah. how like in a weird way, that's how that creation works. You're like, you know what would tweak people? Like you know, it would bother people just enough. Yeah, I mean, like I love, I love fucked. Yeah, I like that brand a lot. I always have. It's always it's weird. It's in like Mishka. It's different. Yeah, like you know, he like everything was from everything was Mexico like two seasons ago, and you're just like, what, what the fuck, dude? Like yeah. you're really you're gonna do a streetwear brand about Tijuana, and so but like he does stuff that just tweaks a little. Just, yeah, I mean that's that's my yeah same like Eric and like fucked. It's like it, he just like pushes the right buttons, and that's yeah. kind of what we like to do too. You know, it's like we like to react in ways that nobody. You know, like I remember um, one of our first designs that we really were like reacted to a comment somebody said. They're like, "Oh yeah, Mishka just makes like like cartoon shirts or something, right?" And for whatever reason, it bothered us enough to like make a response to it. Yeah. But what we did was we did a uh, interpretation of like a Tama Finland graphic, <laughs> but we did it with all heat with He-Man. Yes. So oh, like, that's great. so there was like yes. Skeletor, it was like all the bad guys yes. and like 
Skeletor was like like had like like He Man down on the ground with like a ball like you know like like a ga- like a balling gag yeah. and it was like there was so I think we were, I think there was like twenty eight cocks in the drawing and it was like fucking amazing because it was like Beast Man and like Triclops yeah. like nestling each other and it was just like this amazing like thing and it was like. Like, yo, why are you making that homo shit? Like, totally, like, yeah. went over. But then it was like, but people who got it, like, totally was like, you guys are fucking amazing. Yeah, that's You awesome. know what I mean? And that's, and I love that kind of shit where it's just, like, just pushing the right buttons that, like, you know, it's like, I'm not going to make a shirt that has, like, a middle finger that says, like, fuck you, you know, right, like, right. but it's just, like, I'd rather push those buttons and challenge sort of things in our industry and, like, things that people perceive and, like, be like, this is our fuck you, you know, like. Well, because essentially, like you said, most of these brands are run by artists, and like a lot of times, if a brand gets cool, people start buying it that maybe don't get it, and they're not interested in the culture. It just looks cool. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people throwing on a diamond shirt. Yeah, you're like, nah, fuck that dude. Well, and that's and you know, and I and I can appreciate that, and I get that, and that's and I, and I really, you know, I mean, I I get it. Like I get this idea of like, you know, I remember even me, like not to say it was like whatever, but I mean, like I remember. For the first couple years in high school, I was into punk, like, getting made fun of. And people being like, what's up with Greg? And then, like, a year or two later, like, all these, like, surfer, like, these jock kids being like, hey, man, like, I kind of, like, there's, like, this, like, song in this surf video, and it sounded like something, like, can you tell me more, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, I get this idea of, like, wanting to be the only kid at school or the only person that knows about it, and... Mm -hmm. It's a hard. It's hard because it's like now as I'm older, like I, I do appreciate that and I understand that. It's like the only thing I can fucking do is say, "Look, man, like I'm still the same person and we're still the same brand and like I'm still doing. We're still doing really cool, amazing shit and we really do care about what we do. And it's like we're always trying to push the envelope as far as like, like the music that we put out or the art that we put out or like the you know like pushing the envelope on the graphics. And so it's like. I think it's more so, I think what happens is kids, you know, it's just, it's more it's growing up. I mean, you know, you get to, I mean, I remember being a kid and caring about what the labels were in my clothes, you know, and right. I think we all have gone through that where, oh, yeah. you know, you want to be wearing what's cool, but then, you know, as soon as you grow, as soon as you start to grow up, as soon as you, you know, you, you graduate high school, you go into college, you get in your 20s, you realize like there's, uh, there's way more important shit. And actually you sort of end up going back to certain things and saying, wow, that like really was fucking pointless that I even cared about <laughs> yeah. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I try to look who's kind of saying the hate and try to identify and be like, look, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily say it to him, but I think to myself like this, I mean, I know what this. I know what's going through this person's head because I've been there too. Where I've been like, "Yeah, fuck," you know, you've like, you sell out, like you've totally like fucked it up for me, and it's really, it's really more about you and not really about the other person. Yeah, you know. So, you know, I feel like, like I said, it's like we just continue just doing what we do, and you know, hopefully people will follow us. And and for me, it's like I kind of feel like we're just kind of continuing the gen, you know, you know, creating new fans and yeah. getting new people involved. It's got to be great. It's a good outlook for for business. That what you just said, like to have like we're gonna do what we're gonna do, but like you also seem to have like empathy for the people that are like worried that you're going in a direction they don't want you to go in, as opposed to just like well, we've all been through that where you yeah. buy a shirt and then you see someone lame wearing it and you're like, oh man, 
Yeah. Now I don't want to wear this anymore. Yeah. Or like someone's like, ah, same shirt. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. But I'm saying as far as a company goes. Yeah. Instead of just like, fuck you, we'll do what we want. Or like, we're totally business minded. Yeah. Like you are doing what you want, but you're like, I understand. Like you're listening to fans and, and people like that. You just never hear that said yeah. from a company. Oh, I try. Well, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> well, no, most companies are like, fuck everybody. We're doing our thing. And it's like yeah. this sort of, and I think that's a sort of fake. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, like it totally is. Yeah, they. It's like it's a bit. I mean, I, I read an interview with Eric from Fuck, and he was like, "It's a t-shirt company." <laughs> He's like, "I'm an artist, but like, it's a t-shirt company. I, it's my job. It's a yeah. business. I sell t-shirts." Yeah, so, people like, have the same thing with musicians and shit. Where like, how could you do this to me? Like, well, we're still a band, yeah, and we st- we're. I mean, they're businesses too, to some degree. You put out music, you said. Yeah, we put out. We started. We have a we do have like a Mishka Records label. It's 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 it ends up being more of like it's almost like A and R in a mm. lot of ways, or it's a, it's like a strategic partnership. But a couple of years ago, we were really lucky because you know there was this whole sort of like new wave of hip hop, mm. and a lot of it was coming out of New York. So you know we put out like the first Das Racist record. Oh no way! Yeah. They're great. And uh, you know we put out like. Um, Mr. Motherfucking Esquire, mm-hmm. and we put out Stolly, and then he got, you know, before he went to like Maybach, and then who else do we, um, but, you know, there was a few, there was a few like, it was, it was a few like in a row like releases that, you know, I remember one year it was like Spin or something had like the top hundred like hip hop releases of the year, and we had like five of them. Wow. They were like That's a awesome. brand, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was pretty amazing that we were like really kind of onto something. And we still kind of, we still are like we we just we sort of put on, you know, different artists and different musicians and then, you know, it kind of goes to a point where a lot of them end up signing to majors or doing their own thing. But, you know, that's sort of that you know, our blog definitely gets a ton of traffic for the music and even, you know, a lot of the kids that are into it like got into it because of our blog and because of the music and you know, it's a lot of it's my partner Mike and he you know, and and because he's just like this like music's not like he's just like that's i mean sometimes it's i almost feel like he he want he has it you know it's like almost like running like a record label yeah you know a lot of mm-hmm. ways but it's um does he lean towards hip-hop or do does he do indie rock and i mean i think we lean likes? we lean towards hip-hop just because it sort of makes sense within the context mm-hmm. of what we're doing but i mean once but we've definitely put out other stuff and we it's it's more so like anything that sort of just fits with us at the time I, mean, I kind of consider you guys on the punkier side of streetwear yeah, world. Definitely. I mean, we're definitely. I mean, that's I think how a lot of people see us. Yeah, that's what I, why I took to it. Yeah, because I like I like streetwear, but the the when it leans to hip hop. Yeah, like it just doesn't strike me as something like I wouldn't wear that or like if I, I don't know, it just didn't, doesn't fit. But when I first saw the eyeball, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, like I'm into that right away. Yeah. You are a super nerdy collector of things. Yes, I <laughs> like I, I follow you on Instagram, and like you're always, it's some serious toy buying. The Mister T thing is pretty fascinating. You have a tattoo, I even noticed. Yeah, yeah, I have a Mr. Like, where did that start? <laughs> um, yeah, like what were your early art? Was it like Garbage Pail Kids, like stuff like that? Was it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm 35, so I grew up in the 80s. You know, it's like when I was, a, you know, I was definitely like into all that stuff. But um, my older brother was a big collector, and he would take me to like, thr- like thrift stores and antique 
markets and flea markets like when I was really young. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just got sort of like this collecting kind of bug. But when I was a kid, I just like wanted toys. Like I wanted the toys that were out. And then my brother would kind of buy me things that he thought like like toys from like the 50s and 60s, like things that like he wanted like when he was a kid. So I sort of got into this like kind of vintage toy thing like super early on. And, um, you know, fat like like fast forward, I think it was I just started collecting stuff, collecting stuff. I used to like just hang out with my brother and just like go in like the bookstore and like read like 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 uh, collectible books right. and things. And I remember it was probably in, it started kind of young, but it was probably like somewhere in the nineties. I just like maybe like early to mid nineties. I sort of was like, you know, all these books on like collectibles started to come out like every Smurf thing, like <laughs> every Simpsons, every McDonald's, like every metal lunchbox, like every, you know, cowboy collectible. And I was like, Oh, I was like, oh man! And for whatever my, for whatever reason, I just thought it'd be super. I thought I thought that was so cool. I just like this idea of like collecting everything of one thing. Yeah, and um, I was like, all right, what can it be? And then I thought I was like going to collect Pez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember this is really nerdy. Matt Pinfield. There were so many that you needed. Like, I need the one. Thing. Yeah, I got to narrow it down. They did cribs like with Matt Pinfield, and he had every Simpsons toy. And you were like, well, you know what? You can't not respect that shit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think it was like this th- level of like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. So I was, I was like, okay, well, it has to be something like. I'm kind of into, and I was like thinking, like, what am I into? And I was like, oh, Mr. T, like, and I had already had a couple things. I mean, like, who? I like, like that, that was the first thing. Well, Mr. T, obviously, there can't be that much competition either with Mr. Uh, yeah, T. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what I was thinking. Like, dudes who collects for like Mr. T and like, and I and I and I also thought like there couldn't be that much shit, right? Like, I was just like, how much could there be of Mr. T? Right. Well, I was, you know, it was kind of insane. Seven hundred thousand dollars later, turns yeah. out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, he he was like in an era of like, you know, where they just put like, it's like they just started realizing that they could just like, it's like, okay, we can't sell whistles. So we'll say it's Mr. T's whistle. Yeah. You know, and then we'll sell, you know, and it's like, but they also did the same thing with like every other 80, you know, Night Night Rider whistle, Rainbow Bright whistle, you Mm. know, so there was like everyone had a whistle, but it was like, I need Mr. T's whistle. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there was all this stuff. And then, um. The, you know the, the the cool thing about the best part I think for me like at this point like I have I still I have like the between myself and this guy Mike Essel like a friend of mine like we have the biggest collection of Mr. T stuff like we I mean I we I guess like yeah. ever you know what I mean um, is there a rival do you have an arch nemesis no I mean not, I don't know not anymore we did actually recently see some guy like in like some Philly newspaper that said he had and we like we we're like looking at a shelf for like. That's it. That's yeah. you have. <laughs> the only two hundred like shelves of like, like you don't have. Uh, we're just like whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm really worried that in like ten years I'm gonna read an interview and you're gonna be like, well, the reason the brand went under was just this Mr. T shit. I just yeah. got too caught up. <laughs> I, you know, I have like I'm trying to figure out what to do with it now because I have like all this shit and it's like all in boxes. You in have my, to like, donate it to a museum. I could. That's what I'm in the Smithsonian. Do. Oh yeah, that's what I need to do. <laughs> well, you know, the best part about my collection actually is so. Oddly enough, I ended up when I was in college. I went to school in Central Florida at UCF, and when I was in college, I was driving one day and I see this like hand painted sign with Mr. T on it, and I like you know, almost get an accident, like turn around, 
and I find this store. It's called Populux, and it was like this like um, pop culture store that sold toys. And the owner was actually in the process of selling his Mr. T collection. Wow! Like, and uh, and that was the whole thing, right? Was there was and 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 and, and he was actually like me, focused on Mr. T, not A Team or Rocky. No, but just, just Mr. anything T. Mr. T. Yeah. Which a lot of A Team stuff is part of the collection. Did Mr. T ever have a Wheaties box? No, he had a cereal box. Okay, you Mr. T cereal. Mr. T cereal, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. never had a Wheaties box though. Um, but you know, like it's funny because like then you start like like you know like Mike has like you know he had like he had found someone on eBay that had like a color corrected box, mm. and you know so it's like obviously if you know like about the you know, yeah. film you have to like it had to have like had to be a certain color so that didn't look you know, a certain way on film. Mm. So it's like you know you start going like the layers variations you know, the variations that's where you get Whoa. fucked yeah exactly that's where you have three of the same thing and someone goes but they're all the same and you're like no uh, yeah no well, yeah, that was funny because like I was like I was like when I was I, when I was unpacking stuff recently and like looking I remember making Instagram posts and like for some reason I had like. I had the 36-inch bot bag and the 46-inch bot bag. And like my post was like, yeah, at some point in my life, I decided that I needed both sizes yeah, definitely. of the Mr. T bot bag. Definitely. Of course, you have to have both. I remember buying uh, the Daniel Klaus put out an Enid vinyl figure, and she came with different hair, and it was four colors. I was like, well, and I bought two, and I was like, well, now you have to buy four. <laughs> like I had to buy all the Bones Brigade T-shirts that they re-released. Yeah. I was like, well, I need the set. Otherwise... Something bad will happen to me. That's happening yeah. with me in records now, where they'll be like, well, I'm like, well, I want the original of this, the first pressing. And then they'll go, well, then the second pressing was like this, but a little different. And I'm like, well, maybe both then. Yeah, probably yeah. both. And then there's a reissue will come out, and I'll go, well, I should, the original, that should be framed and never touched again. Yeah, and then I'll sure. play the reissue, because that's only 15 bucks. Yeah. And then some first pressings are like, hard to find they cost a lot of money and then it's like this hunt for something that like it's really the hunt yeah i think yeah. that gets you because you don't need it that's what when i bought my first watch i was like i want an omega Speedmaster, and the guy was like well you need to get the same one they wore on the moon and i was like well <laughs> right. you're absolutely right i yeah. have to find that serial number watch and that's it took like six months and i found one that was i could afford but that's the hunt where you're like well now i have to it's uh-huh. you have the story well the thing about this one is yeah it's a 46 inch <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I was looking for a Neil Young record that I found yesterday. That is a hard one to find. There weren't a lot of copies from like '74 or '5, and I'm at a record store with my friend, and I'm just flipping through. And I was at the point now where I'm like, this is not something I'm going to find anytime soon. So you're not thinking about it. Right. But I go to the Neil Young section, I flip through, and it's there. And I pull it out, and I go, <gasps> and I make that noise. <laughs> and my friend, who's uh, in the aisle over, he hears that noise and goes, "What'd you find?" Because <laughs> it was that noise of discovery where I, you go, <gasps> I don't know, like, what I believe as far as, like, you know, sp- just, like, spirituality, like, super, but, but, like, I think there is something that, like, if, if there's anything for me to believe in, like, the supernatural or, like, fate, like, I've told, I feel like as, that's, like, as a collector, like, I've definitely had, like, these sort of, like, premonitions of, like, I need, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find what I've been looking for, like, at this place, yeah. and then you do, yeah, and you're just, like, it's like a little weird. You're just like, oh but my also is from. I mean, that's the stuff that inspires you yeah. with your brand. It's like I. That's how I justify buying stuff all the time. I'm like, no, all these '80s skate graphics are what made me want to draw. They what I still look at them and I'm like, dude, that shit is still great. And so it's it's part of it. You need to feed that. 
you kind of need to feed your own enthusiasm, I think. I think so, yeah. And it's like you got to be into something. Yeah. But the people that usually knock that stuff, it's like, well, what are you into? Yeah. And they're usually into just knocking on things. The good right. artists you know? are always progressing. And if you're always progressing, you need new inspiration at the same pace. Yeah. So you can't just be constantly looking at the same books or the same things. Well, you know, my one of my good friends, uh, Nick Gazin, who's amazing illustrator, that's like art director at Vice now. For okay. Like, um, but he, you know... He said something to me, and, and I mean, I'm not trying, but like, it was funny because he made an observation about me, and I guess if it's something like, pos- like positive about my collecting that I kind of could see where he's coming from, he's like, he, he almost like, he, he's like, you know, because I would, you know, I, I struggle with like clutter and with like hoarding and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff, and we would, you know, him and I talk about it a lot, <laughs> and he's like, you know, but he's like, I come in your office, or and I see all this stuff, and he's like, you have a really... And it's like, to me, it doesn't, it's not junk. Like, to me, it's like, I look at every single piece that you have, and it's like, you've almost, like, curated and created it, and there's, like, nothing, you know, there's not, like, garbage. It's just all this crazy, amazing, cool stuff. And he sort of described it as, like, you know, I think that that, you know, shows through as you as, like, you know, owning Mishka and being creative. It's like, you kind of, like, collect these things because it's like, you kind of then sort of like it's a reflection you like know what's cool so then you can do like cool things because of it and it's like you know and I was like, okay, I need to go on eBay right now and buy like a bunch of stuff. Well, also, I, I really <laughs> from Dallas validating me. I gotta go buy fifty things. I kind of realized, uh, or when I say this to people, is when I look at, if if something's old, like twenty, thirty years old, and still is cool, you're like, what's going on there? Something, uh, what's something in there yeah. is interesting because why do I still think that is fucking cool visually? And it was like, oh, there's something there that is either. Uh, uh, poignant for what's happening now or the fact that it lasted that long like there's a reason converse all-stars have never been uncool <clears throat> so sure. what is that like what it what and what is it about certain forms of art that of all that have never been looked at as lame our crumb's been cool the whole time right mm-hmm. so like what is that and i think that's just important yeah you're not a hoarder buy all you want <laughs> so he's saying that your passion for collecting is transferred into the business yeah because he says that i because i'm 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 observing and collecting cool things that mm-hmm. it th- somehow then like transposes onto what I create. Oh, that in, to me is like yeah. super. Your that Instagram and what you buy is super obvious to me that it transfers into <laughs> what you put out brand wise. Yeah, that to me is like oh, w- one feeds the other. Like yeah, yeah, they validate each other. Right. Oh, almost. yeah, I, yeah. Th- that to me is like oh, this is a write off. Like yeah. you look at it, you're like that's a total write off. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I guess it's just, I, but I'm also at this point now where I like, I don't want to, I don't want like, I don't want to live, I, I don't want anything in storage yeah. if I can. You know, like mm-hmm. my friend who works for, he used to work for Christie's and he still does like private appraising and um, he had a buddy who during um, Sandy had had a warehouse and he it, like had all, it like had all this collectibles and stuff in it and his friend, he called up and was like, hey, you know, I need to do a report for the insurance. Can you come and be like my, like professional, like appraiser or whatever? Yeah. And he said this guy had this safe, which had like, according to him, like $3 million in like old, like rare comics and like, you know, paper money and stamps. Mm -hmm. And he was there when the guy opened the safe for the first time. And it was just this like ooze of like paper and just like, you couldn't even recognize anything. And this was like what this guy was thought he was going to like retire on. And it was just like gone, Yeah, you know? And it's like, so I've gotten kind of the point where it's like, I want to enjoy the things. Like I don't, you know, it's like, 
you know, people are like, you know, I have like a whole like warehouse full of spawn toys. I'm like, I'm sure you do. Yeah, you know, man. like burn them. Like, we all have spawn number one. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, I don't, I want to enjoy the stuff that I have yeah. or I'd rather like sell it and let somebody else enjoy it. Yeah. And like, you know, so that's, that's where I am now. Kind of like, I want to be able to like have like this very collective office and apartment and things, but I don't want to. I don't want to have really more than I can like show off or handle. Also, I think it's important to be making more than you're buying. Like, yeah, you make shit, right? So, like in a weird way, you're ma- that, that's what you said. The stuff you when you said initially, you wanted to make the stuff you didn't see, and so in a weird way, you're like making. You're kind of it's like changed, and as far as just you like looking at stuff and being inspired, now you're making the stuff you want to see. So you're almost like creating your own collectibles. Sure, which I think is the best thing to do. No, with, it's. You know. Is the bootleg Simpsons t-shirt thing, does that fall under the same thing, or is that just some bizarre if thing? You bootleg, where did that bootleg. come from? That was, I mean, yeah, that was from being a kid. I mean, that was one of our first, like, the, like you know, our, we, we, we were one of the first, like, streetwear brands that did, like, the Black Bart thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it was really from growing up and just remembering those shirts, being like, do you remember that? And, like, yeah. I crazy. do, when I made the shirt. Yeah, they're so you know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it was like the whole like formula was like I had to just like not really make sense. I had to have some weird rap lyric, yeah. you know, or something. And uh and that, but that's that's also like a really it's like really trendy right now to make like bootleg Bart stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's become no, yeah. like like right now it's the one like you took a picture of some guy wearing one the other day, right? Oh yeah, it was like a little like Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, yeah. the very rare, the very rare. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rare. Like, where did that one come from? Do you even know? No, or, you know, I was like, Florida. That was insane looking. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, and I was trying to explain to somebody without sounding like a creep, but I think I was like, I think I was trying to Google like images of like Nazis or like skinheads because I was like trying to like for like some you know for whatever like trying like to find the a photo to like Photoshop or something mm-hmm. like do I don't remember what it was, but then. I like clicked on like I don't know if you've ever been to like white power sites. <laughs> I have, yeah. So, like, so you know, like they always have like these like you know like, and I'm always fascinated. Somebody like they have like you know photo a photo gallery of like their picnic or something, right. and it's yeah. like all yeah. these photos, and yeah. you kind of just want to like lo- you want to like look and like <laughs> yeah. laugh. Yeah. And so I they had the reason why that photo was so like low res was like they had like they didn't I guess they didn't know how to upload them right so they had this like gallery of all these like really low res images and I'm looking <laughs> and I found that photo yeah. of this like Al Bundy dude wearing like a bootleg Ku Klux Klan Bart shirt and, and is like, he doing a is he Sig Heiling he's kind of Sig Heiling like, like super lazy be. like yeah. it's like yeah. a super <laughs> lazy like Sig Heil and I just find that and I was like holy shit and then I I think I, I like had it on my laptop and I was like I was like flying back from Berlin and I was just like kind of on my fu- my you get my, fucking in trouble doing that in Germany. Well, yeah, I know, right? Oh but yeah, I, yeah. Well, no, but I was like going through like you know I have I was like flying back and I was like kind of like just going through all like old photos and stuff and being and like kind of organizing things and I found that and I was like oh my god I gotta post this because you know now you know I was like there's that guy on Instagram bootleg bar and he. You know, he has like he's just as he's trying to archive like every bootleg Bart shirt, and mm-hmm. you know he hadn't seen it. And then I, you know, a couple guys from New York that I know that are really into the like vintage clothing scene. I actually saw one of them, and he's like, he's like, I actually have a really good image of one, but I can't, like I can't post it because it's like he's like I'll send it to you though, but it's, like, it's a little <laughs> too like you know, dude, crazy, yeah. Because yeah. back when screen printing wasn't like a, a, a lot of people had a screen printing setup, like they could do three, four, so people were making whatever the fuck they wanted. Well, interestingly enough, the the bootleg. Bart, dude, I don't know if you read it, he commented on it. And, you know, Matt Groening has has gone out and said that he's actually, you know, he, when those started coming out, 
like the bootleg shirts. He actually he he thought they were pretty funny, and he yeah. never really pursued it except if it was turning Bart as like a racist yeah. or like a sort of white power guy, and then. He would if like if they raided like a uh, like a, some thing and they they had they had like the racist ones mm-hmm. he would like be like yeah I want to prosecute yeah so you know it's kind of wow. cool actually that he actually like felt that way like he he got the joke and he wasn't gonna be like you know I don't you know I think it's funny except yeah. when it got to that level you right. know and please don't misuse Bart yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless you're making him slam dunk right yeah. Yeah. Or like a Rasta smoking a spliff or something. I remember the MC Hammer one. There was an MC Hammer one, I think. Yeah, MC Hammer. There's there was a lot of slam dunking ones. Yeah, Air Bart was very Air Bart popular. was very popular. Yeah. I remember like the ones, like the ones that were me were, fu- were funny because I grew up in like Central Florida, so I was like r- like really close to Daytona Beach. And so they had a lot of them there. And like the, the funny ones were like, to me, were not even like the Black Bart ones, but like the ones that would just be like, say like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, and it was just like so like <laughs> no, wrong. Fuck you. Because there was the one when, when like, I mean, we're probably like all around the same age. Like there mm. was like the one when, I remember like when I was in middle school, there like the kids got in trouble for wearing the one that said like, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Yeah. yeah and like, you'd have to like put a piece of tape on the hell. Eat my shorts at yeah. Rosemont. You couldn't. Yeah. 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 So then like, I liked the fuck you, man. Because it was like just so like, yeah. that, that's just like wrong. You want to? Uh, you'd love to meet the guy who decided to do that. Like, now nah, we're gonna make him fuck you, man. man. <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, nah, that's great. Like, that's like he's the opposite of like what you are with a brand. He's like, now nah, we make him. There's yeah. got to be just these weird people that decide they have those well, weird like Venice Beach style T-shirt shops. You know, it's this is. I mean, this is like totally off topic, but not really. But I, it was. I've been since I've been going to the malls lately. I've been seeing. I've started like re going like like it's like oh my god I haven't been in a hot topic in years yeah, right and it's been yeah. kind of fun and then the, the funniest one was Spencer's gifts mm-hmm. and that so was I was like what one. what are what is Spencer's gifts like now <laughs> so they still have all the weird like you know squirting boobies and like the pictures of the women with like tits like they're like like it's like a watermelon and then like yeah. their tit and yeah. you're like but then like they have they're they have all this licensed stuff like they have like a lot of like sons of anarchy and like things like that but then they have like these really really offensive t-shirts that are not like like there's one it's just like a photo of like a piece of cake and it says like i eat pussy like a fat kid eats cake oh and i, I was saw like one, one day there jesus years, and i was ago. like that's just there's like and there's like another one's like like a little like a sergeant like drawing of like a sergeant and it's like kind of like army font it says like my duty is to fuck your booty Oh, yeah, they're like, like not even a f- they're not even like jokes. They're just shock values. Just shock. Yeah. There was one my buddy and I saw and we we laughed until we almost cried because of how <laughs> stupid it was. It was a guy stick figure drawings, guy standing there and then a woman in a wheelchair like right kind of at waist level and then the caption was <laughs> Suck my dick, you crippled bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> and we looked at it and lost it because it was so not a joke. <laughs> That's where you're like, I need to know it, the name of this company. I need to find out who yeah. drew this. <laughs> and we're like, how the fuck are they selling? You're like, oh, to who, who, who asked for this? Who's I? That's who. No one asked I just, for this. I just, I just like the idea of like them like placing the order. Yeah, I'll take like a thousand of the crippled. <laughs> yeah, bitch give me the shirts. crippled bitch. Give me that. Yeah. I'm a, you do that in yellow. We well. definitely need a lot of double XLs in that one. <laughs> yeah. Do you do five X in the crippled bitch? I know. Yeah, who the fuck? Like hundred percent slut would be some of them, and you're like a sixteen year old. Yeah. That decision was made by two people tops. Yeah. yeah. 
No, there wasn't a consensus. That's like that's like all the people who are like so mad at Hobby Lobby should just like go support Spencer's. Right. You're like, okay, yeah, you don't you want you want someone who's not conservative, then you just want go the support of Hobby you Lobby. Be, you want to boycott Hobby Lobby, just go shop at Spencer's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had this the feeling though, I'm like, am I just now is this like is this my brain saying I'm old now or like I no, think it's I don't offen- think so. and the kids are like, No, it's cool. Yeah, I don't think so. Because Spencer's gifts when I was growing up was like that's where you got a lava lamp. <laughs> you know? yeah. and now it's like you get to well, suck my you know, dick you like, crippled bitch or, yeah <laughs> you know fuck i mean they did you know they did start on the, the atlantic city boardwalk and were uh-huh. kind of known for like adult novelties so i think it's, okay i think as far as like if you consider them like a heritage brand that is their heritage uh so <laughs> <laughs> that's the first and last time <laughs> that'll be ever said about spencer's <laughs> have you ever been to spencer's the heritage brand store yeah yeah but you can like picture the owner and his annual shareholders meaning like when i started all we had was one boob mug and a dream yeah. and a shirt that said, suck it, bitch. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? It's like that Patton Oswalt bit where he talks about piss drinkers. He picks up a magazine in Europe. It's piss drinkers. And he's like, issue 65, volume 36. So there's a guy who's like goes into work and is stressed out. And he's like, what's this layout? You can't even see the urine. This is bullshit. Yeah. My father. And he's just going. Yeah. Fuck. That is what great. other brands do you like? What brands do you fuck with? Um, do you even I, have time to care? Yeah, I got I got a little time. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I love fucked, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't wear too I don't wear too much. Like some of my, you know, like I really like this uh, brand that's dumb, like Death Traders, which is this mm. guy Alex Hare. That's an amazing artist. I, I really like his stuff. I mean, actual pain. I was mentioning it, when you were talking about things coming out at like Portland. Like or Oregon? Is it Washington? Where they're from? They're from Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. And it's like actual paint is great. Yeah, I've they're bought amazing. some actual paint shirts. Yeah, very actual specific. Paint. And the thing, yeah, and the thing I love about TJ, who owns it, I mean, he's in a um couple. Well, he's he was in this he's in this metal band called Book of Black Earth, and then he also does this this thing called King Dude. And I really like him too because he really like for him. And we've had talks where him he was like trying to make it more serious and. He just decided, like, you know what? Like, my major thing is music, and like, yeah. actual pain is just kind of like my side. Yeah, gig. you go to the website, and it the first thing is music, and then you can click on the shop and look at the shirts and stuff. Yeah, but it's like, no, this is like a music clothing. I, I, I think it's awesome because he didn't get like he could have got caught up and like really stressed out about having a brand. And well, he like just, Kanye threw on a actual pain shirt, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, and that could have you, you know he could have really he could have really went with it. And, yeah, you know, and and I had a, I had a talk with him and his wife, and and you know, I was just like. You know, you just need to. F- I mean, I'm not saying that I was responsible, but I definitely did try to give him some advice, and I, I'm glad that he, you know, like his. He's such an amazing artist, and yeah. what he does um, is great. You know, other than that, I, I just, you know, I've been, I've been like kind of buying vintage again. Mm-hmm. Like I've been kind of being, you know, getting into this like. Like I bought an OJ Simpson shirt, and I <laughs> I totally felt like a, you know I live in Williamsburg, so I have to like I just, I'm like everything's like borderline for me, even though it's more <laughs> yuppie now than hipster. It's really. You know, like we're in a gilded age in New York right now. It's oh. really weird. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I always have to like, I don't want to, like I was like, man, I don't want to be too ironic, you know, but it's like I really wanted this O.J. Simpson shirt. The, like the juice just, is loose? It was, yeah, <laughs> the juice is loose. Yeah. When what I kind it. of vintage are, are you looking at? Is it still like pop culture vintage Yeah, shirts? pop culture stuff. Okay. I mean, I think I'm at the point now where it's like stuff that I had when I was like in high school. Right. You know, like just old punk tees or like things that like I just, you know, like... I don't know. And I still wear my brand like all the time. Like that's, yeah. that's all mm-hmm. I wear. You know, it's like, I, I don't, 
I don't I don't really wear too much else. Like once in a while, like I really like um this new this brand Born and Raised. Like mm-hmm. I really like their, mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that they're doing now, and I, I I like. I actually went to like try to go buy one of their shirts, and like it was sold out, and like I couldn't buy it. And I was like, oh, oh man, well. like. Um, but uh, vintage is exciting now for people our age because all the the rock t shirts and stuff that people are like starting to get rid of are showing up in those stores, right? Like things that are now starting to become classic rock, like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Yeah. You never really would find those things because people were still wearing them or holding on to them. Right. But now they're slowly appearing in these stores. Yeah, it's kind of it's a weird time now. What's of what's like popular because you know now it's like you know those um like the OJ Simpson shirt's an example, but it's like that kind of bootleg like you know now everyone's like really into that like those really badly printed like like waiting to exhale. <laughs> like shirts and like um you know they're like really poorly done like they're like was like Malcolm X and like like uh you know Martin Luther King or like those Tupac shirts yeah. you know where it was like these you know very like you know like you could buy them like any swap meet and like but now it's like you know the duck that says I'm the boss I don't remember that have one. you seen oh that was a Venice <laughs> Beach there's a duck that says I'm the boss. The hundreds did a version of it. Oh, okay. I think I know which one you're talking and about. And I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I've they're there's to this day they're five dollars. <laughs> they've been they've been in those t shirt shops for twenty years. It's just a duck with and sunglasses. It's still there. Yeah, it's still there. It's just a duck I'm with sunglasses boss. that says I'm the boss for no reason at all. Shirt. I had one, it didn't fit. Mine fit me okay, but after a while I was like, What do you do? Once the hundreds did, I was like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. It's like that's that yeah, that's the other thing too, is once somebody flips something, you're almost like, I don't want to wear yeah. Then you're just like, because then you're not the only one anymore. It's kind of like I don't know if you've like, you know, it's like if you ever gone to like Europe and you like a lot, like a lot of the like DJs there are really like in, they're like still into like hip hop, like really hardcore. And it's like I remember like hanging out with this guy and he was like, he kept up, he's like, he's like this French guy and I, I'm not, I can't really do the best French accent, but he's just like, yeah, he's like, I really want to like. He was like playing a song. He's like, I made this mixtape and it's like the the hip hop song and like the original like beat. And he was like playing it and it's like he would like this and was like looking at me like yeah. yeah and I'm like, like yeah, nah. I, I get I get it. Yeah, dude. Like I you know I, I get I get what you're doing. And it's like <laughs> I, yeah, it's sort of been done. Like everyone sort of knows at this point, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, we're but, well aware that James Brown beats were being borrowed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that Africa Bambata was what you know like yeah the, yeah the, yeah. So it's like. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really, like I guess I don't buy too much. I buy like Vans, yeah. like you know, if I if I'm buying anything or like I'll buy like, you know, I probably need to buy a suit. Like that's probably like my next thing. <laughs> I was actually thinking that because if like in your line of work you can just dress however. Yeah, kind you of. Just t-shirt, shorts, like hat every single day. They expect yeah. that. There's rarely an event. Yeah. yeah, where you need to. Like be for like, a while, I was at this point where I was like, oh, I should start dressing up more, or like dressing more, like you know, kind of like certain way and i'm like fuck that like i just i always feel really uncomfortable and i'm like i'm kind of like you know my weight fluctuates so i'm just like you know i like wear like a tight shirt and feel like fat and i'm just like (laughs) you know like i was just like like if you showed up to your office in a suit would people be like what's wrong did something happen (laughs) well you know it's weird too because there's that whole like thing now like we were just in portland and there's this the guy who has this store and it's a really fucking nice store. It's like beautiful. And like he, you know, it's really done really nicely, but like he was wearing like a skirt. 
Right. Like, you know, because ah, like, yes. he was kind of like that, like, kind of like... Portland. Yeah. Well, no, more so of, like, that kind of, like, new fashions, like, this, the, 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 like, hood by air, like, mm. kind of... And, like, the guy I was with was, like, this dude, like, two years ago was, like, wearing, like, you know, like, a fit, you know, like, looked like a streetwear dude. And it's yeah. kind of, like, you know, you sort of... But at the same time, it's, like, you sort of kind of want to just wear whatever you're comfortable in. And it's, like, I don't want to... You know, I just sort of, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, it's definitely awesome that I can just sort of dress how I want. And then I find comfort in seeing like certain artists like look the same all the time. Yeah. Like Stephen Powers or like, you know, you're like, you yeah, look, you look like that's your shit. Yeah. Like there you are. No, even like Barry McGee, same old brown pants and those Adidas. You're like, there you are again. Yeah. <laughs> like I trust that in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is. I, you know, it's funny cause we like, we did, we did, we did a thing with like uh, dinosaur junior. Like yeah, I saw that. Capsule. And like, you know, Jay Maskus is like, he's always wearing Mishka. And it's so bizarre. And it's But it's amazing, right? And yeah. I, I was talking to one of my friends about it. And I was like, and he's just like, you know, he's like, no, nah, dude. He's like, you know, people just sort of get, he's, and I, and I kind of agreed with him. I, not that he knew the answer, but he's like, I think he's just one of those dudes who just like gets used to doing something and they just do it. It's yeah. just like, he's just... He likes it, but he's just like, yeah, I'm going to put on this Mishka shirt and this hat, and I'm, I like it, and I'm into yeah. it, and that's just what I do. And all you did was like, you're like, I like the color purple, not knowing he was like, well, I'm this this appeals to me. Like, that's yeah. the thing. When you started your brand, you're like, if someone's like, yeah, Jay Mask is going to wear this on the regular, you'd be like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it would be, we would have, I mean, like, in, like, it was like Kim Gordon, like, posted, like, something on her Instagram the other wow, day. Wow, like, that's great. Hat, and we were just like, and like, it was like, like mind blown kind that's of thing so great. you know it's just like kind of amazing so i mean uh you know it's cool though that's the kind of shit that keeps us going and like yeah yeah you know even on the even even like you know the other day we saw snoop dog wearing a wearing a thing and it's like that dude i mean he's fucking like that's snoop so many people are so many people are throwing money on him he has so many like deals and like things he's endorsing and i was just like i don't know how the fuck or why the fuck he was wearing it but that's yeah. fucking rad because you, that's know, yeah, you know he just chose to do it yeah, I mean, yeah, and, you know, I know great. a lot of the times, like, he just walks in a room and there's, like, a stylist and they have, like, yeah. a whole rack of clothes, and he, but he still could choose what he wants to wear. Yeah. And I think, you know, to me, that's. It's all free, so he picked it. Yeah, it's so amazing. And it's like, these guys aren't stupid. They know that if they wear something, people are going to yeah. wa- watch oh, it, yeah. people are going to want to wear it. And then, and they also know that the brands that see them wearing it are going to capitalize on it yeah. and say, hey, look, Snoop Dogg's wearing my shit. Yeah. So. You know they, you know for for whatever reason they wanted to wear it, and I think that's 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 sort of always what we've that's always kind of been you know we've always been about that like trying to mm. like organically promote the brand and never like. I mean, your brand is great. You'll get rich. Don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, uh, I got a good ear to the streets. I can, I'm, I'm rarely wrong about stuff that's going to do well. I'm <laughs> well, usually thanks, I'm usually right. Who have you been wrong about? Who have I been wrong about? What's I thought one thing a- where you're like, this is going to blow the fuck up. I thought no, no. I thought Avatar wasn't going to do that well. The movie? Yeah. I was oh, like, okay. it's going to be huge, but not as huge as they need it to be. And my Neil was like, you're an idiot. And then I was wrong by like a billion dollars. I was <laughs> off by like a billion. <laughs> but no, like I can, you, you just kind of get a sense. I don't know, like something, I feel like I have decent taste. So if I'm like consistently interested in looking at something, mm-hmm. it's usually been around long enough and has stayed consistently interesting. So whatever is involved in making it, it's like, oh, they routinely surprise me in a way that's good. Whereas like some stuff just gets stale. You're like, I don't want to look at that anymore. Whereas like, there's certain things in brands and artists where you're like they routinely they give me what I want and then they change enough to where they keep it interesting. Your brand's one of those brands. Thank you. Yeah, man. And then your flagship stores are New York, L.A. New York, L.A. Then San we also Francisco. have one in Tokyo and San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. And San Francisco, cool. Yeah. What part of San Francisco? 
It's in the mission. It's okay, like cool. mission and twenty fifth. It's okay. right by mission. Stay Pies. out of that loin. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, Tenderloin is not. Yeah. Not where you want it, any store. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe a seat crack, bar. Crack store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sell pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Benny Gold has no, it's not. He doesn't. He has his 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 new office is in a pretty sketchy neighborhood. But it's weird because it's weird that there's anything sketchy left in San Francisco because it's literally all millionaires that live there. Now. Yeah. I and mean, the it's, mission is now like a super nice. No, area. I remember I went to the mission for the first time in like 2003, and like my my buddy who actually owns the SF store is like one of my best friends. Mm. Um, I remember the first time like coming to his house, like literally like the block to his house, like I walked over like ten bodies yeah. of people just laying there, yeah. and now it's like, you know, it's it's total, it's crazy, it's like totally different. There's my just memory no, of my first time in the mission was like 2006 or seven or something. We were on Valencia and like whatever 16th. There's some bar wherever Elbow Room is. Okay, we walked out of there at like 150 and we're trying to go home. Let's go find a cab. We start walking this way. We heard gunshots. We can't go that way. <laughs> and then we start walking back to the bar. And then some guys like, yeah, guys, uh, you don't want to go that way because some guy just got shot. We're like that way too. Like, where the fuck? We can't go anywhere. Yeah. And the police had the streets closed off. And then five years later, that same block or the block over, there's a brand new wine bar. And then all these, like, yuppies sitting out yeah. drinking wine and a Ferrari parked right on the yeah. street corner. I mean, you know, I, I I have lived, like, a pretty privileged life. But I mean, I, mean, I you know, in the sense that, like, going to San Francisco the first time, like, seeing someone, like, smoke crack. Yeah. Just, like, just, like, lighting a cigarette. Like, my friend being like, oh, look, that woman is smoking crack and, like, watching. And I was, like, I was, like, almost, like, kind of, like, intrigued. I was, like, wow, like, that's, 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 like, great. It's, like, that's what all the songs are about. That's what it, it's true. It's, like, this yeah. is real life, know. you know? It's, like, it's, like, wow, that's what smoking crack is. <laughs> it's cool. And now it's just Google execs waiting for a fucking bus to show up to take them to Silicon dude, Valley. It's crazy. It's so weird there now. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, dude. This was awesome. Yeah, thank this you. I hope fucking uh, fascinating. This is so informative. Got, like, I, you, there's I so got. much I didn't know. I've yeah. always, I've never understood how a brand works on any level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we probably I'm, asked half the questions that we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just I so mean, much. Yeah. Well, obviously, just go to our website. You know. Yeah. What's uh, MishkaNYC.com. Okay, and then. Uh, where do you want people to follow you on, like Twitter, Instagram? I mean, my my personal Twitter and it, my, I'm Greg Mishka, so mm-hmm. it's like G R E G M I S H K A. That's like my Twitter, my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Mishka Graham is the yep. Mishka Instagram and okay. Lamore Supreme and Lamore Supreme. Yeah, he's a fucking amazing artist. Great guy to follow. He's like, yeah, he's been you know always traveling the world. Like we both are. Like been like it's been awesome i mean the past few years i've like i'm like it's funny too because i'm at the point now where it's like i ha- I love you know I'm, i feel like i'm getting like old and like like i start having like the way that i relate to older people now is like about talking about airplane miles <laughs> it's kind of amazing <laughs> like like talking about like like what's your favorite lounge and i'm like why well, i actually like that lounge in honk the hong kong lounge like oh yeah that's where they have like like that's where you can like have they have the bloody mary thing like yeah, yeah it's like amazing and it's like you know it's, i'm like it's like it's like i like it's like i'm feel like i'm getting grown up because like my goal now is to like have like a million miles yeah. suck in the have, air have you seen that movie yeah yeah that kind of thing that kind of thing where it's like yeah it's like if i get a million miles and i'm like gold status for life right and i'm like i'm like working towards that like i'm at like half a million right now so i'm like if i do the <laughs> wow. same amount of travel in the next five years how long did like, it it took five years to get to half a million yeah i mean i've been well the past it took a little bit longer because like the past three years i've been like over a hundred thousand wow like a, a year 
So it's like that's like my goal now is to like get a million miles. You know what you get when you get yeah. a million miles? What's that? Gold Mr. T figure. Can't wait. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Yeah, gold Mr. T. That's that exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. From United Airlines. United Airlines. <laughs> He's the one who hands it to you also. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. That, that was, what was Have you met him? I have not. If not, no. is that something it seems you like don't it'd be kind of easier to do than you think. Yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like too now, like when I'm like now that I'm older, I'd like I like I I kind of don't want to meet him. Okay. Like yeah. I just wanted to like because I think at the time, and then I'm almost glad I didn't meet him when I was younger because I think I would have you know like now it's like I or if I did I'd probably just shake his hand and be like oh I'm a big fan like I'm not yeah. I wouldn't like like I think I had like these like fantasies in my head like I would like meet him and, and like <laughs> talk to him about like the collection and he would be like really into it and stuff. Yeah. He's and, like, Let me sign everything. Yeah, you know, I'd be like, like well that's so cool. Like yeah. yeah, like you're like the number one fan. You really are. Yeah. And then now, as I got older, I'm like, yeah, I, d- I don't want him to know anything. He'd that, probably you know. be like, man, I didn't make a fucking penny off any of that shit. You'd be like, oh man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I have 300 Mr. T homemade Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. And then in he my... slowly just starts yeah. backing away from <laughs> you. Like, are you gonna runs. murder me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where I die now yeah, yeah. from a super fan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, thanks again, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank dude. you guys. This was very, very cool. Appreciate it.